What time is it? I said, what time is it? It's episode time, motherfuckers. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is episode one twenty eight, and on this one, I'm gonna be. This one, I'm gonna be on a solo tip. I was kind of hoping that um my man Keezy would uh you know co-host with me on this one be here a little under the weather so uh i'm gonna have to do this one on a solo tip so to my man keezy out in philly um get well soon um keep resting and uh we gonna collab again soon so don't you even worry about that i'm gonna save a spot for you on one of the future episodes but this episode here you know i'm gonna do on a solo tip and i'm it's gonna be a short one you know because there's certain you know, there's certain things I want to speak on, but I don't want to speak on the dolo. You know what I'm saying? I want another person's opinion on this. So on this one, I'm going to just keep it short and simple. I'm going to do my um last dance recap from episode seven and eight. And it was a post that I put it up. It was a, it was a post that I put up on Instagram a few days ago where it was scoring champions versus defensive player of the years. Basically, they took five guys that were scoring champs against five guys that were defensive player of the years. And basically, the question was who would win in an actual game. So I'm going to speak on that part for the next segment. But for this segment, I just want to speak on the Last Dance documentary, which we just passed episode seven and eight. And I mean, for everybody out there, I mean, obviously, y'all know how I am when it comes to MJ. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I guess you could say I'm extremely biased when it comes to him, but also I'm actually a realist because it's not like what I'm saying is fabricated. Everything I'm saying is truthful. You know what I'm saying? It's truthful that he's the God. It's, 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 it's the truth that he's the best to ever play basketball in the NBA, in, in the NBA, in, 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 in the NBA sense. Cause I'm quite sure there's people out there that are great streetball legends. Jordan wasn't a streetball legend, but as far as the NBA is concerned, yes, Michael Jordan is the god of that. But um, to get to episode seven, um, and luckily for me, I mean, unfortunately for me, I had to work this weekend. So I was hoping that I was going to be able to chop up all the, epi- you know, each each part of the episodes, which I was able to do. Um Episode seven came back from lunch, didn't get page the room, so I was able to, you know, watch that whole thing. Episode eight 
I got Paige to clean the room. So, I mean, y'all know by now, you know, your boy was going to watch that shit regardless. So, went in the room, turned to ESPN, cleaned the room, and was able to watch and clean, multitask, you know what I'm saying? I'm a multitasking motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But, uh... My opinions from episode seven, I mean, again, some of the stuff I already knew, you know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, episode seven, you know, depicted, you know, certain parts, obviously, of when his pops, um, when his pop, you know, when his pops was murdered. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't remember back then at that time how they was like the media was just getting that mic like they was somewhat trying to blame, trying to possibly blame him for the reason that his pops was, you know, that his pops was murdered, you know, they was basically saying that how maybe, maybe his gambling and stuff like that had something to do with, you know, Jordan's pops, James Jordan being murdered, which was a low blow to me, I mean, I mean, listen, I get that, I get that the media hated MJ at that point, but, you don't shame the man like that. You know what I'm saying? The dude just lost his pops. And you motherfuckers is out there trying to add fuel to the fire and talk about maybe his gambling debts and shit like that has something to do, you know, with his pop, you know, you know, with his pops being killed. And the crazy thing is, it was even pe like it's people even now to this day that was still saying that shit. You know, this this wasn't just something that happened. Back then, you know, there were there was people even now thinking that shit. You know what I mean? But um, it was just a t you know you know it, you know it was just a tough tough thing to watch. You know what I'm saying? It was he he was very close with his pops. You know you know I mean me I'm I'm close with my dad too. So I mean God forbid if something was to happen to him. You know what I'm saying? I probably I probably wouldn't know what the next move would be either you know what i'm saying and obviously we knew about oh he wanted to play baseball he did it because of his pops because um his pops you know loved baseball so as a kid he played baseball so i already knew about you know you know i, you know, I, I already knew about that part already as a kid all right cool he retired he went to go play baseball. He went to go play to honor his dad. I knew that already. But um, to think that, you know what I'm saying, I totally forgot how decent MJ was as a baseball player. I'm not going to sit here and say he was the GOAT. I'll be I, Listen, I would be the ultimate stand to say that. But, I, like, come, like I, listen, I remember as a kid, Buying the Daily News, eager to see what Jordan's stats was for that particular game in baseball. You know, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I, I, I remember that. I, I, I remember them doing that because remember, he was with the he was with the Double A team for the Chicago White Sox. He didn't really, he didn't get, you know, he didn't really play that much with the major league team, the Chicago White Sox, but he played with the Double League team. But in the Daily News back in the day, they would still show their stats, even though they was the minor league team. But then when he came to the NBA, I mean, when he came to, you know, 
play for the White Sox just for a tad bit, obviously, then you definitely was going to see Jordan stats and whatnot. But to think, at his start of spring training, he had a 13-game hitting streak. A 13-game hitting streak to start the baseball season. You got professionals, you got professionals now that can't even do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Terry Francona, who I believe now is the Cleveland Indians manager. And he used to be the Red Sox manager. You know, he basically spoke about, you know, Jordan's um practice regimen and how he took it seriously. Because for some people, they looked at this as a publicity stunt that Jordan was going to play baseball. You know, some people thought it was just a joke. Um, he wasn't going to take it serious, yada, yada, yada. And in this documentary, it was put to sleep. See, for me, I, I, I love that they showed this. Because for me, in my honest opinion, I know somebody who played on a professional level that didn't pan out in his, in his sport and decided to go somewhere else because he couldn't pan out in professional football. I ain't going to say his name, Tim Tebow. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? For me, when Tebow made that move, see, me, I thought it was a publicity stunt. Because you couldn't pan out in football, so now you want to go play baseball. I get it. You played it in high school. But all you cared about was football. You never once said anything about baseball. You never said once, you never said anything about baseball until... It didn't pan out in baseball and football. But, hey, this ain't about Tebow. This is about the guard, MJ. Then after a while, they caught up to Jordan. They started throwing breaking balls to him. That's a baseball pitch for people that don't know. Then he couldn't hit him. You know, he went on a, he went on a slump. And then, of course, they praise you when you high. Then they start knocking you down when you start failing. So when he started failing... You know, news articles, dogging him and shit like that. I'm like, yo, this dude just had a 13-game hitting streak not too long ago. And now he can't hit breaking balls. Now, all of a sudden, y'all want to, you know, ridicule him. Like, Jordan wasn't set out to be the greatest Major League Baseball player of all time. You know, this was just something that he wanted to do. And he had, you know, you know, he, you know, he had fun with it. But the crazy shit is this. Even though he was playing baseball... He was still getting paid by the Bulls. He was still receiving NBA checks, even though he was playing, even though he was playing baseball. Because for though, if, I mean, if y'all haven't been watching the documentary, the owner of the Bulls, Jerry Reinsdorf, was also the owner for the Chicago White Sox. So, I mean, his boss was the NBA owner, and his boss was the baseball owner. And he drove in 50 runs. So that right there tells you how decent of a baseball player Jordan was. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely got to give him props on that. You know what I mean? Um, what else? What, what else happened in, what else happened in episode seven? Oh, the stuff with Scott Burrell, you know, calling him a bitch in practice and calling him a hoe. I mean, look. Look, man, back then, this is the way 
certain basketball players spoke to teammates. I mean, listen, we all play street ball, okay? So I'm not gonna sit up. I'm not gonna sit here and belittle Mike because of the way he spoke to teammates or whatever. Because if you played street ball, which I'm quite sure a lot of people that that's going to listen to this, I'm quite sure they've played street ball before. You didn't have friendly conversations with teammates or opponents. If your teammate missed an assignment or if your teammate was trash and caused you to lose, what was you doing? You was going back and forth with your teammate. You was going back and forth with your opponent. That's just the way it is. Like it's a, like basketball is a competitive sport. No, it's not baseball. No, it's not football. Football might be the macho of macho of sports. Basketball ain't that far behind because it's a mental game. It's about trash talking. It's about doing whatever you can to motivate your teammates or fuck up the psyche of your opponents. And this is the way that Jordan felt he had to do it. I'm not going to sit here and knock him for the way he did shit. I'm not. Now, of course, you know, ever since this episode came out, everybody wants to compare the leaderships between Mike and LeBron. Who was the better leader? Jordan or LeBron. Listen, I respect LeBron James. I respect him to the fullest. He is definitely in my top five of greatest of all time. No diggity, no doubt. I'm not, I'm not even going to bullshit. I'm not going to sugarcoat at all. But if you ask me who I think is the greater leader, call me biased or not, I'm going with Jordan as the greater leader. Reason being is because when it comes time, listen, I don't care about the shit that happens in practice. That, don't, that, 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 that does nothing for me. It doesn't. Because, I mean, for me, in my honest opinion, for me, whatever happens in practice stays in practice. You know what I'm saying? Whatever happens between those doors stays there. Now, luckily for us as fans, we're able to witness this. The Bulls that year, they allowed cameras to be around their practice facility so then that way we can get the documentary that we got now. But for me, in my honest opinion, better leader, I'm going with Mike because he wasn't trying to be friends. He was trying to bring the best out of you. LeBron, let's just call it what it is. He wants to be friends. I mean, I respect the whole, you know, having certain handshakes for teammates before the game start, you know, taking pictures while you went, while you on the plane headed to the next city. I get all of that, and I'm not knocking him for that. I mean, the way social media is now, we get a kick out of that, so I'm not going to knock him for it. I'm not. But Jordan was just a beast. He was, the, he was the competitor of competitors. And he even said it on there, like, if, if, like, like if, you, if you're not on the same level as me as competitiveness, I'm going to make it hard for you. Like, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, but he was, basically on a, he was basically on a mindset of, I have to get you to be on the same level as me. The same level as me. You know, they talked about the Scott Burrell incident. Um... The whole incident with Steve Kerr, which I already knew already because I knew about that before this documentary even came out. That him and Steve Kerr, you know, 
you know, had it out for each other, whatever. But Steve Kerr stood up to Jordan, and Jordan earned his respect from that. And the rest was history with, you know, him trusting Steve Kerr to hit a, to hit a shot in game six of the NBA Finals against the Jazz in 97. I get all of that. But listen, man, better leader, I'm going with Mike. I'm going with Mike. Obviously, crunch time, finals, obviously the man ain't never losing the finals. What do I look like? And I'm just talking about Mike and LeBron. Like, if these two guys were standing next to me and they wanted me to be on their team, who whose side am I going with? I'm going with Mike. How can I be on the team with somebody that when it was in the finals, we've seen you fold a few times. We've never seen Jordan fold in the finals. He never lost in the finals. He never even went to a game seven. So I would be an idiot to not join his team. And I'm only speaking on if these two guys were sitting next to me, standing next to me, and asked me, whose team do you want to be on? That's, that's, that, that's all I'm talking about. Now, let's get to when Jordan retired. Obviously, he retired in 90... What was it? I think he retired the 94 season. The Bulls went to... The semifinals, I remember that. I remember, was a Bulls fan. This was the only time my dad was able to brag that the Knicks beat the Bulls. And even to this day, I'll be on some, listen, y'all only won because Jordan wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Had Mike been there, y'all probably wouldn't have won. But, I mean, it is what it is. He, you know, he, you know, he could brag about it that one time that the Knicks beat the Bulls. Now, yes, obviously we know about, you know, Pip quitting on, you know, quitting on the team. And um, I forgot exactly which game it was where Phil had a play set up for Tony Kukoc. Pippen didn't like it. He felt that it should have been him, which rightfully so, I'm going to defend him. I'm going to defend Pippen. For the season that Pip had that season, for him to be the bona fide leader of that team, I believe in that situation, Pip should have been the one to have the ball. I think he earned that right to have the ball in that possession. Did he handle it wrong? Yes, absolutely. Because now you look, listen, like what Horace Grant said about the Pistons or how they walked off the court, you know, after getting swept by the Bulls, what he called them? Straight bitches. Pippen acted like a straight bitch with that move because he sat on that bench and he didn't support his team. You know what I'm saying? Now, what I didn't know, and of course, again, thanks to this documentary, Bill Cartwright gave an emotional speech where, you know, he was pissed off at Pippen to the point where damn near everybody was crying. Crazy, right? Now, for people out there, they'll laugh at that. Oh, it's only a game. What you crying for? Nah, nah, we don't do that. If you if you have a passion for something, if it's a passion that you truly love, you're going to show emotion. And in that particular moment, against the Knicks, heated rivalry, their leader backed out on them. And it wasn't even Jordan, it was Pippen. 
And to this day, that's still, I mean, that was what, 94? We're now in 2020. Maybe that's why Pip don't get the respect that he deserves. Like, they take that one, they take that one isolated incident and people just don't give Pip the respect that he deserves. Because in my honest opinion, I think Pip is probably, I know he was one of the top, I know he was in the NBA 50, like the 50 greatest players of all time. I'll take the step further. I'll say Pip is in the top 30. But I think with that incident against the Knicks, where he checked out, he checked himself out the game, I think that right there probably hurt his chances, you know, of being recognized that much. I think people actually take that isolated incident and just put a stain on his legacy. But Pip is still a man, though. Don't get it twisted. He's still a man. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much some of the stuff that happened in episode seven. But I do love the fact that Jordan, you know, they talk about when they played the Nets, the 98 season. Obviously, you know, they swept them. But his whole mindset was if we lose a game to the Nets, then we would have to be sleep. Because there's no way, like basically there's no way of them beating us. Now, of course, now everybody talks about at the end of the episode where Jordan, you know, got a little teary-eyed, you know, talking about, you know, if y'all have a problem with the way, basically, I'm basically paraphrasing what he's saying. If people have a problem with the way he motivates, then that means you never won anything. You know, he got a little emotional speaking about it and the episode just ended. Listen, seeing Jordan cry or get emotional, that shit is funny to me. Because I'm quite sure that will be a meme soon. <laughs> I'm quite sure that'll be a meme. Now we get to episode eight. Episode eight was hilarious to me because, I mean, for me, I remember when B.J. Armstrong played for the Charlotte Hornets. I remember that the Bulls beat them in a five-game series. I just didn't know exactly which, I, I just didn't remember which game the Hornets won. Watching part eight, it was game two that they won. So they basically stole home court advantage. And for B.J. Armstrong, it felt great for him because, again, he used to play for the Bulls. So what better victory to have than against your former team in the playoffs in your old stadium? And B.J. Armstrong did his thing. Like, he did his thing in that game against the Bulls. But again, sometimes you get a little too carried away with yourself and you wake up the sleeping giant and that's what B.J. Armstrong did. Like, they won the game. He celebrated on the court, puffing his fist, doing all this yelling, yada, yada, yada. And he was hyped about it, which rightfully so he should have been. Didn't sit too well for the rest of the series. And, you know, I, rem I remember watching this episode. And um, I think it was the practice after game two. Jordan is sitting by his locker room. Smoking a cigar, working on, you know, working on his bat swing, just mad calm about the shit. Like, yo, I, I'm, I'm not mad about game two. Like, we only lost, we lost one game. Like, let's see what happens when the clock is now zero. Let's see what happens when the score is zero zero. 
He's like, it's, you know, it's easy to talk shit when you got a five, six-point lead. Let's see what happens when it's now zip-zip. And then, obviously, they went on and crushed the Hornets after that. Even Glenn Rice said it. He was like, look, man, it don't take that much to, you know, get at, you know, you know, wake Jordan up. But after losing game two, they definitely woke Jordan up, and they knew they was going to have to be, you know, they was going to, you know, they, 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 they was going to have to be ready. And, again, Bulls won in five games. Um... What else happened? What else happened in episode eight? Oh, the LeBraff, the LeBrafford Smith game. Um, in 93. I don't even know who this is, honestly. Never heard of this person before. So watching this documentary, I now know who he is. The dude scored 37 points against the Bulls in 93. Now, Urban Legend has it that after the game. He went to Mike and said, nice game, Mike, who that game didn't have a good game. Bam. The next night, they played a back-to-back. <laughs> like the Bullets, like the Bulls and the Bullets played in Chicago. Then the next night, they went to D.C. That game, Jordan lit the Bullets up. LeBrafford Smith had 37 points the whole game against the Bulls. When they were in Chicago. Jordan went the next night, scored 37 points in the first half against the Bullets. Basically went to send a message to LeBradford Smith. And he basically scored 47 the whole game. Now, in the documentary, it, it was reported that Jordan made all of it up. It was just shit like that that he used to motivate himself. It's quite similar to what Shaq did with David Robinson. You know, Shaq would tell his story. I mean, I don't know if he tells it anymore, but I know a few years ago he told the story of um, he went to meet David Robinson one time. And David Robinson shunned him for an autograph. So every time he played David Robinson or played any big man for that matter, he used that as fuel to destroy his opponent. But, you know, after a while, he made up the story. He basically said he made up the story. He was just using that to motivate himself or whatever to get himself going. See, it's shit like that that people do. You just find any little thing that'll get you going. I'm cool with it, though. I dig it, though. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, what else they, what, what, what else they talked about, um, in episode, episode eight? What else, what, what else was it? What else was it? Oh, when he came back, um, he went to practice with BJ Armstrong, got the itch to play again. Well, BJ Armstrong told him that, uh, you know, you too old, you know, you don't got it no more, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, again, talking shit to Mike, you wake up the sleeping giant. <laughs> um, what else happened is what what else happened in episode eight? Um Yeah, he came he 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 comes back, you know, mid-95, the mid-95 season against Indiana. I knew about that already. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like I like I re- like like I remember like I, re- I, re- I remember that whole thing. Um I remember the 55 point game against the Knicks. I remember that. 
I remember the game when it shot against the Hawks. Like, those are the two games that they talked about when Jordan came back. I know about, you know, playing the Magic in the semifinals, losing in six games. Nick Anderson talking shit about, oh, 45 was out there. 23 wasn't out there. Like, I, I, I remember all of that. I remember Horace Grant now playing for Orlando. I remember him celebrating getting carried off the court when the Bulls lost to Orlando in the semifinals. So some of that stuff I don't even need to speak on because all of that I already knew. What I didn't know was when they played Seattle in the 96 finals, the year that they went on to go 72-10, and 10, the best team ever for a regular season, it's not the Warriors. Okay, they went 73 and 9, but they didn't win the championship. The Bulls even said it themselves, 72 wins don't mean anything without the ring. See, the Bulls was able to do that. But see, what I didn't know, and again, thank goodness for this documentary, Jordan had an issue with George Carl because he blew him off at a restaurant. I think it was before the series started. They both were in a restaurant or whatever. And, you know, Jordan, you know, wanted to say hi to George Carr. And George Carr ignored him. So, in the documentary, Jordan said, like, yo, like, like, yo, we know each other. Like, we went to Carolina, yada, yada, yada. But I, you know, since you want to do that, now it's personal. And, obviously, you know, Jordan just... Let Seattle up. But what I did love about this was the trash talking exchange with Jordan and Gary Payton. Now, for those that don't know who Gary Payton is, his name is The Glove. His nickname is The Glove. One of the greatest defensive players of all times. Not, 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 not just guards, players in general. But the one thing about him that I love is his trash talking. His trash talking. There was times I thought his trash talking was better than was the best part of his game. But GP was the man, though. But, you know, he was dealing with an injury during the series. So, supposedly, George Carr didn't want to put Gary Payton on Jordan for the first part of the series. It took for when they was down 0-3 for George Carr to put Gary Payton on. On Michael Jordan. And of course, for those that don't, for those who didn't see the documentary yet, or who have seen the documentary, there was a part where Jordan was sitting back in his chair on a tablet watching what Gary Payton was saying about how, you know, he was giving Jordan problems and yada, yada, yada. Obviously, we all saw it. We all saw how Jordan was laughing hysterical and all that shit. Hilarious to me. Hilarious. He even said it. He said, I ain't have no problems with Gary Payton. I had no troubles with the glove. None whatsoever. But, jo but I mean, listen. Gary Payton was giving it to him. I mean, Jordan could try to downplay it all he want, but Gary Payton was getting under him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He was. So, Mike, cut the bullshit. I, I, I just thought it was a funny video. It's a funny meme now. Hell, I even used it. So, you know, I used it um, the first the, the first night I saw it. Um, I put I put I put the caption. Oh, K 
Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. And I use that, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I use that, you know, meme that Jordan had, you know, with 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 the laughing shit. So listen. All eight episodes have been wonderful. Unfortunately, this weekend coming up is about to be the end. It's the last two episodes. Listen, I can't wait. And luckily, it's my weekend off. So I'm able to watch both of them. I don't got to worry about cleaning no rooms. I ain't got to worry about none of that shit. I can be able to just sit there and watch and enjoy these last two parts. Because obviously, it's going gonna, it's gonna to speak on the 97 finals and the 98 finals. So I just can't wait. So f for everyone out there, tune in tomorrow, ESPN, uh, 9 o'clock, I believe. Remember, they're showing it twice. They're showing it on ESPN and ESPN2. So if you want to listen to the dirty version, which you know I am, <laughs> Cause I, I'm I gotta I gotta pout him off myself. I'm definitely gonna be tuned in to watch it on there. If you wanna watch the clean version, watch it on ESPN too. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I mean, again, I forgot I forgot a part that they that they that they talked about them winning the championship that year on Father's Day. Now, obviously, we know Jordan Pop's past, so. When he came back to the league in 95, his pops wasn't there for him. But I'm not saying his pops wasn't there for him. His pops wasn't there. So it was an emptiness to Mike that his pops wasn't there. Father's Day. He won the championship on Father's Day to honor his pops. Now, for some people out there, I'm not even going to lie. Even I thought about this. I was with the mindset, man, listen... Joy ain't gonna lose these next two games. Cause like back then when I was growing up, I'm like, man, Joy lost those last two games so he could win it on Father's Day. I know how it works. That's the way my mind worked back then. Watching it now, do I still feel that way? Nah, not really. Nah, I don't think so. Nah, nah, I, 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 I don't think so. But the fact that he was able to win it on Father's Day, and of course, you know, we all seen the videos of him holding the basketball and him being in the locker room on the floor, just weeping. We all seen that. We didn't hear the audio. We didn't get it. We didn't, we didn't hear, we didn't hear Michael weeping. We didn't hear him crying. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That shit was tough to watch. Like it's one thing to watch it and you just see him on the floor crying. It's another thing to hear just, Hear him crying, hear him weeping. That shit was hard, man. That shit, like that shit, was hard to watch. Hard to watch. I'm not even gonna lie. The boy got teary eyed watching that. But yes, the last two episodes go down this weekend. This weekend it goes down 9 p.m. ESPN and ESPN two. So it's a wrap for this segment. Um, I think I spent about shit. Damn. Almost 35 minutes recapping part seven and part eight. So when your boy gets back, the next segment is going to be short. I promise you it's going to be short. Because, I'm uh, again, I'm going to just speak on something that I posted on Instagram a few days ago. 
and, you know, give my opinion on that. So, again, this is your man, Dre Day, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods ESPN. This is episode 128. Your boy is going to take a quick break, and your boy will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Holla. What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, episode 128. This next segment is gonna be a short one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a short segment. I'm not gonna be on it that long, but uh, for anyone out there that uh follows my podcast page, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, if you do or if you don't, I want you to go back to my latest post, which I posted three days ago, and the post that I put up was. Team Defensive Player of the Year versus Scoring Champs. Now, let me just give y'all, you know, who the players was for these teams. For the Team Defensive Player of the Year, you had the guard, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You had Gary Payton, the glove. You had Kawhi Leonard, the claw. You had Kevin Garnett, the big ticket. And in the middle, you had the dream, Hakeem Elijah Warren. Okay? Stay with me now. For your scoring champs, which, by the way, Jordan could have been on both of these teams if you really want to be technical. But I appreciate if they put him on the scoring champs. I mean, the defensive player of the year. Now, for the scoring champs, you got... God bless the dead, R.I.P., Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. You got LeBron James. I'm not saying King James. I don't call no grown man king. That ain't happening. The only time I call him that is when I tag him on social media. That's the only time. And I don't even call him it. I type it. Okay? You got the Diesel, Shaq, in the middle. You got Steph Curry, the babyface assassin. And then you got KD, Kevin Durant. Now, these are both great teams, fantastic teams. And you can go either way. You can go either way. I wouldn't be mad if I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody picked defensive player of the year team. I wouldn't be mad if somebody picked scoring champs team. But being that this is my podcast. Being that I'm now speaking on this, I think it's only right that I give my opinion on who I think would win in this game. Now, look. The bias to me, of course I'm going to say Mike. Whichever team Mike is on, of course I'm going to say him. Come on now. But let me be very, very objective here, for real. Like, real talk. Like, real, real talk. Hakeem and Shaq, going to be interesting. Because the question is, I, we know Shaq is dominant. The most dominant big man that the game has ever seen. Especially that I've ever seen. I didn't grow up watching Wilf. Not to say I don't care about what he did, but listen, I wasn't around for that. I was around for what the Diesel did. I've never seen somebody that dominant like that before in my life. I think Hakeem can offset that, honestly. 
He proved it already in the 95 finals where he made Shaq look very, very average. Sweeping him for that matter. So if anybody might be able to do that, it's Hakeem Olajuwon. And then let's, let's, let's flip it. Hakeem Olajuwon was a big man, but he can handle the ball like a point guard. He can go to the baseline. He can be, he, he could be at the top of the key. Is Shaq going up there to defend Hakeem? I don't know if he's going to do that. So, from that aspect, and with this team that's lined up, ding dong, I'm going with Hakeem. Just because it's Hakeem. If it was another center, like Ewan, possibly David Robinson, I might have gave the edge to Shaq. But on this one, sorry, I'm going with Hakeem Olajuwon. Kawhi Lennon and LeBron James. Listen, we listen. We're gonna be seeing this now anyway, if the NBA season even continues. We've already seen it already in two NBA finals where Kawhi has won one finals MVP against the Miami Heat when LeBron was there. But I'm not gonna sit here and make it seem like he locked LeBron James down. Because LeBron James still had great numbers. So I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like he shut LeBron down. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. But I would love to see LeBron accept the challenge and want to play defense on Kawhi. Don't defend Paul George. Don't defend Patrick Beverly. I'm using it from the sense of him playing the Clippers this season. I want you to defend Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? I want you all game. On Kawhi, because best believe, when on Kawhi's defensive assignment, about a good 85%, he going to be on you. So, for that right there, who do I give the edge to? <sighs> you know what? I don't know. I'm torn between that one. I don't know. I, 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 I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn between that one. This one is the one that's interesting for me. The battle of the Kevins. Kevin Garnett, KD. Now, KD. Well, aside from this injury that he just had, he might have been on quest to probably be the all-time leader in scoring in NBA history. Now, will that still happen? Who knows? That man could shoot that rock. But I think Kevin, I, I, but I think Kevin Garnett and his athletic ability, his wingspan, and his his style of defense would be just enough to slow KD down just a little bit. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's gonna shut Kevin Durant Kevin Durant down, but he will make it a little bit uncomfortable for him. And then on top of that, Kevin Garnett, that mental edge, that psychotic edge, that that um. How can you say it? When you talk about trash talkers and competitiveness, this defensive players team, they got a bunch of them. Kevin Garnett was another one. Do I need to recollect on what he said to Lala? Well, actually, what he said to Melo about Lala, Honey Nut Cheerios. I, like, I don't know, man. On that, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. What we got here? 
point guards. Gary Payton, the glove. Steph Curry. Steph Curry got some handle. We already know he's the greatest shooter of all time. Gary Payton, hell of a defender. Can lock you down. Can trash talk with the best of them. That matchup is very interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to shut Steph down. Because listen, let's be real. None of these players are going to get locked down. None of them. They all going to get their buckets. They all are going to produce the way that they're supposed to. So it's not like, oh, Gary Payton is going to lock Steph down to where Steph's not going to do nothing. No. All of these players, all 10 of these guys are unstoppable in their own way. In their own way, they're all unstoppable. But who do I give the edge to on that one? Undecided. Now let's get to the big one. Let's get to the main one. Let's get to the cream of the crop. The battle of the, the, battle of the shooting guards. You got the greatest shooting guard of all time. The guard. The greatest NBA player of all time, the God, Michael Jordan, against the second greatest shooting guard of all time, the recently dearly departed, the Black Mamba, God bless the dead, Kobe Bryant. Now, again, if you go back to episode five, I believe, Kobe Bryant was on it. Sat on the couch, spoke about how much he loved Jordan, how much Jordan meant so much to him in his life. Not even on the basketball court, but just as a man in general. Basically, it was like his big brother. This one quote I take with me everywhere I go when it comes to this comparison with Jordan and Kobe. He says that he hates when people bring up the comparison with him and Jordan. He hates when people say he'll beat Jordan in the one-on-one. Jordan, Kobe said, what you get out of me is because of him. He said, I don't win those five championships without Michael Jordan because he meant that much to him. Kobe spoke from the grave, y'all. Spoke from the grave and let it be known that Jordan is that dude. Let it be known that Jordan is the God. So from that aspect alone, I gots to go with Michael on this one. Not to take anything away from Kobe. Kobe was great. He was fantastic. But Edge here, I'm giving the Edge the mic. He's the original. The replica can never be better than the authentic. And I was always told that defense wins championships, right? I was always told that, right? I was always told that defense wins championships. So, from that aspect, if I look at both of these teams, who am I going to go with? Slight edge, I'm going with team defensive player of the year. So, I'm going with MJ. I'm going with Kawhi. I'm going with the glove. I'm going with KG. And I'm going with Akeem. Close game, though. Close game, though. Got money on the game, game for my life. Which team I'm choosing? I'm choosing team defensive player of the year. But you can't go wrong with either team. You cannot go wrong with either team. I wouldn't knock nobody for picking scoring champs. 
it just all makes up for a great debate. I just tell you that much. But you can't go wrong with either team. You can't go wrong with either team. But uh, let's see what else. Let's see what else. Oh no, it's nothing else. It's time to get up out of here. It's time to bounce up out of here. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time. It's time to bounce up out of here. I think I've overstayed my welcome. Um, again, I said I wanted to keep it short and simple. I didn't want to drag along a long episode. I wanted to make this short and simple. So again, thank you to everyone who's been supporting the podcast. I definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Um, again, I want to thank everyone that recently donated to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Um, if you want to still contribute, just hit me up on the cash app. My cash app is dollar sign Dre Day zero five. Any donation to be appreciative. I don't care if it's two dollars. That shit is fine with me. I'll make it work one way or the other. Let the money pile up and then, you know, take it from there. But again, thank you all who has been supporting the podcast, who's been listening to it, who's been sharing it, spreading the word. I truly appreciate it. Um, Y'all can check out the podcast. I'm streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio. Download the Anchor app, um, Podbean, Stitcher. Radio Public, um, Breaker, Pocket Cast. I think I said Spotify. If I didn't, then Spotify. Spotify. And uh, y'all can check out the podcast on my personal page, Dre Day 1985. Um, the podcast page, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. The link is in the bio. On Twitter, Dre Day 1985. The link is in the bio. And, of course, my Facebook page, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. So, again, everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Keep it going. Um, In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. And, again, before I go, to everyone out there, be safe. Stay safe. Um, That's it. That's all I'm going to say. You know, just be safe. Stay safe. We're in some tough times right now. Um, that's why I'm doing this. So then that way, when you listen to this, it'll take your mind off the reality just a little bit. Again, it's my safe haven too. You know, this is my medication, you know, to get away from the pain as well. You know, from working in the hospital to seeing the reality live up close in person. This is my safe haven. This is my security blanket to get away from all of that madness so this is why i do this is this is more of a reason on why you know i'm podcasting now to you know possibly be a security blanket for y'all as well so again thank you all for your support again in closing y'all know how this goes this has been another episode of sports with dre day podcast god bless everyone peace and love your boy is signing out episode 128 is done god bless Peace and love. I'm out of here.